to be here sharing with you uh, God's word as we continue our series on Romans 12. Today, we want to be a community where everyone is involved, playing their part. One body, many members. Everyone of us here involved in using our gifts for the building of the church and the extension of the kingdom of God. Uh, Last week, James kicked off the series by painting this big picture from reading from Romans uh, 12, from one and two, that in the light of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, the only reasonable thing for you and I to do is to offer ourselves as living sacrifices to God. So how can we effectively make our lives, your life, my life, a living sacrifice for God? James said that it's by not conforming to this world, but by renewing our minds with the word of God and becoming aware of the things that God has accomplished for us in Christ Jesus. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this amazing time together. Precious Holy Spirit, our hearts and minds are open. Our spirits are awake and alert for you to come and impress God's word to us. Lord, I commend us Uh, to the grace of God and to his word, which is able to build us up and to give us an inheritance that we may know that we have eternal life because we have Jesus Christ. That we may know the things that have been freely given to us. That we may know the spiritual gifts that have been given to us that we begin to use them today for the glory of God, we pray. Amen. So we're going to focus today in verses 3 to 8 of the same book, Romans 12. It should appear on the screen, but I'm going to read verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts, verse six, that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, 
the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. See, I want every single one of us to live here today knowing your gifts and start using your gifts. That you may know your gifts and start today using your gifts for the glory of God. Now, it's been a while I saw some of you. It's good to see your beautiful faces. See, this privilege and honor, I am so grateful that God has given it to me this morning to share his word with you. See, but I want to go more than just talking about these gifts, but to help us see what already belongs to us. So that we can start using them today in the church for the kingdom of God. See, the purpose of these gifts is to strengthen us so that we are established, grounded, unshakable, stabilized in the gospel so that you and I, we are mutually encouraged by each other's faith. That's the purpose of these gifts. So let's know what these gifts are. Verse 6 says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So this is a great statement to begin with, isn't it? We have different gifts. This is a definite statement. It does not say we ought to have different gifts or that we wish to have different gifts, that other people have different gifts. We said, we have them, we've got them. Uh, just a quick show of hands. How many of you here made it to uh, two nights, the Holy Spirit nights we had a couple of weeks ago? Of course, we know there are legitimate reasons why some of us couldn't make it, but thank you for those uh, that made it. See, verse six here confirms that you received something even in those two nights. It's a definite statement. In other words, God has equipped every believer in every church with gifts for ministry. And Paul writes here in, verse, in chapter 12 that these gifts that we have, they are different. He goes ahead to give us seven examples of these gifts. Now, of course, there are more gifts mentioned across the New Testament and the Bible besides these seven here. But this is the passage in front of us today. So we're going to focus on these seven gifts in Romans chapter 12. So we're going to call them out. I, uh, my job is to facilitate this calling out. So because he's given me grace for today. See, these gifts are evidence of his spirit among his people. Now, when I call these seven out, it doesn't mean that you know, we're not all called to do all seven of them. But what I'm trying to share with you today is that some of us here have been specially gifted. So we are all gifted, but not equally. So, but we are all involved. 
See, God has gifted each one of us certain special gifts, and we need to figure them out for ourselves today. Said because the scripture we just read says, we have these gifts. We have them. Uh, what we'll do is I'll give a very simple description of each of these gifts. So let's start with prophecy. The simple working definition for today for prophecy is that prophecy is a special ability to speak the truth with insight and with relevance. That's what he's speaking about here. A special ability to speak the truth with insight and with relevance. An example would be what we saw earlier this morning where people came in and, and shared what they felt God told them to share with us, which had insight and relevance to some of us. We know it. See, this is something that you would expect from every believer. Have you ever been in a meeting where the discussion has gone round and round and round in circles until you say something quite simple and then everyone goes yeah yeah that's it that, that's exactly what we should do uh, so what happened uh, why, why did we spend the last two hours <laughs> going around in circles see everyone had spoken but you spoke in a particular way which brought insight and relevance and i'm saying to you that is a gift from the lord See, look at it this way. <laughs> there are many churches like ours, historically, that, quite honestly, have been very unruly and disorderly <laughs> when it came to using these gifts. We see the church in Corinth, uh, where everyone was prophesying <laughs> over each other, that they had to bring other into the meeting. The honesty is that there's the same expectation here. See, because when we come together, everyone has a word, a song, an encouragement, a prayer, a tongue. That's why we have Reuben to anchor the meeting. So that he can bring order in the meeting. But we have these gifts here. Reuben, you've done very well in your anchoring. See, the job description really for Reuben is to coordinate every one of us. And brothers and sisters, you can't keep holding back because you've got them in you. See, we have members here. You have a special gift, an ability in this area where God uses you often in this way to bring wisdom, to bring truth, to bring insights, to bring clarity, to bring understanding. These gifts are in this body. Here's the question. Are you drawn to prophecy? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people affirm this in you? Yes? No? Or maybe? Second gift, serving. It says, if serving, then in our serving. Serving is a special ability to get things done. 
I thank God for this gift. See, some members just have this special ability for getting things done. And let's face it, it's one thing to have great ideas. It's another thing to actually make things happen. So if you find yourself often saying when something practical needs to be done and you say, oh, I could do that, you probably have the gift of serving. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift. See, some who have the gift of serving here in your community already are using it, for example, those in the host team. The guys who do everything from welcome to refreshments, the kids team, the stage team, the musicians and the PA, etc. What serving also includes meeting people's physical needs. Example could be in a community or where a member in the community has practical needs. And then you just instinctively get that and you get it done. See, everyone else in the community is also supposed to serve, and they will do, but you are leading it and you get it done fast. You see a need and you make it happen. That's the gift of serving. And these gifts are here in this body. Question. Are you drawn to serving? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people around you affirm that you have this gift? Yes? No? Maybe? Teaching. Teaching is a special ability to help others grow in knowledge, in character, and the explanation of doctrine and truth. Now, of course, this includes teaching children and adults as well. But it's also, it also includes a one-on-one teaching, which we sometimes call mentoring. So you orient your life around helping others to thrive and grow. One of the marks of people who have this gift is that they have a special affection for younger people, like the kids, young ones, people who are new in faith. See, some of us love doing what we do, but there are others who love impacting what we do. And they have the joy of seeing others around them springing up. These gifts are in this very body. Teachers, mentors, coaches, disciplers. The question for you is, are you drawn to teaching? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people affirm this in you? Yes? No? Not sure? Encouraging or exhortation? See, exhortation is simply a special ability to bring strength and comfort to other people. Again, we saw that displayed this morning. See, it's especially a beautiful gift, and here's why. The very word Apostle Paul uses here is the Greek word parakilio, which is, of course, where we get the same word, same root word, Paraclete, which is the exact same word Jesus himself uses to describe the Holy Spirit. 
that he's the one that comes alongside to carry the burden, to share the weight. See, this gift is a particular reflection of that aspect of his ministry. Again, we saw that displayed this morning. So the person who has this gift will be especially sensitive to the lonely. They will offer friendship in conversation. They will offer words that build you up, that encourage, that gives you hope, that gives you strength, that helps you feel like you could go on for another day, another week. They lift you up. Some people are especially good at this. And if you are, then you need to recognize that it is a gift from God. Encouraging is also calling people to obedience. Lovingly, of course, but strengthening, comforting, and calling people to the truth contained in God's word in the scriptures. Your ministry as an encourager will bring others into ministry. Your ministry will keep others in ministry. And these gifts are in this body. Are you drawn to encouraging? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people around you affirm this gift in you? Yes? No, maybe the gift of giving. Giving is a special ability to release what God has given to you. See, it is one thing to be given money. It's another thing to release it. It's a gift. This doesn't mean that just because you have money, it's all for yourself. Hope we're clear about that. (laughs) It means that God has given you a vision on using the money he's given to you to advance his kingdom. It is a wonderful, wonderful gift. Now let's be clear. God calls every single one of us to give. Just as he calls every single one of us to encourage, to teach, to serve, to prophesy. But we're saying some people are especially gifted in these areas. So if God has trusted you with money, see that as a gift. You want to look for what God is doing so that you can change things around your life to get involved in what he's doing. And boy, you want to be prompt, you want to be quick, you want to act swiftly once you spot that opportunity to get involved. Get your money in. (laughs) Giving also includes your time, your talent. You want to keep your eyes open, looking unto Jesus. You're watching his every move so that you are quick to respond. As he says, do this, you do it because your money is opening doors for the gospel of Jesus Christ. These gifts are in this house here this morning. Question, are you drawn 
to specially giving? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people affirm this in you? Yes? No? Not sure? Leading, number six. Leading is a special ability God gives to serve others and to blaze a trail that others will follow. Leadership is one of God's greatest gifts to the church. See, God has called and gifted and equipped some people to be leaders. Perhaps you're a leader already at your workplace. You're a business leader, a team leader. You see possibilities where others see problems. You just find yourself that you, you can't seem to settle. You just want more. You want something to happen. What can possibly be? And if you have this gift in this church, can I say to you that we are desperate to use this gift to start new communities. See, to be a leader in a community of God's people has a special honor. See, because you recognize the value of people to God. These gifts are in this very house. Are you drawn to leading? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people around you affirm this gift in you? Yes? No? Or you're not sure? And finally, showing mercy. See, mercy is a special ability to help those who are powerless. That's what it is. See, in any society, there are those groups of people who are neglected and therefore they have a great need. See, in the Old Testament, we often hear about the um, foreigner, uh, the widow, and the orphan. See, our church, you and I, we have a priority of serving the least, the last, and the lost, those on the margins of society. In modern Britain, we may add to the list of powerless, the homeless, the addicts, the imprisoned, the poor, the immigrants fleeing from war. And God has given some people a special heart for those in greatest needs. You just have this instinctive sympathy, a compassion for those who are the most disadvantaged in our society. You're drawn to them. You want to do something about the plight. And these gifts are in this very house this morning. Are you drawn to showing mercy? Are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? Do other people affirm this in you? Yes? No? Or you're not sure? See, we have these gifts. Thank God for it. Now you know what gifts you have, what we have in this house, the particular ways in which God has enabled you and I to engage with his great purpose in the world. The next thing is by the measure of faith 
God has given to us is to use these gifts. So because we need you to be using your gifts. Now, if there's any you fancy, you, you think is a maybe, Paul says elsewhere, covet it, desire it. See, as the church grows, the need and the opportunities for using the gifts that God has placed in the body will multiply. Currently, over 60 people are committing to making new community home across the church. One of my uh, highlights last month was when um, <laughs> someone asked Dave and Liz Holding <laughs> the first time they came to New Community Church. <laughs> Uh, some of you may laugh because you know who uh, Dave and Liz are. But some others, it doesn't mean anything to you because you don't know who they are. And, but that's okay, that proves my point. See, we are in exciting times. It's wonderful and exciting times. God is doing new things. And we are all involved together. Whether you've been here from the beginning like Dave and Liz, or you just joined us, we are all involved. See, this season that we anticipated has started. The season has started. Spring has sprung. The king is risen. He is alive. His kingdom is active. Glorious things are ahead of us. Expectations are high. And we are all to partake in it. I'll tell you a little uh, story. I saw a documentary um, of a scientist. He had an insect that he put in a bottle and then he put a lid over the bottle. And then this insect will try to jump to get out of the bottle. But each time it jumped, it will hit the lid and it will bounce back. So it was locked down. It will hit the lid. Like the lid was restricting it from jumping out of the bottle. So it kept doing that and jump up, hit the lead, and then fall back down. Jump up, hit the lead, and then fall back down. Soon, this insect got conformed, got conditioned, so much so that even when the lead was removed, the insect would jump to that same height and then drop back down. It would jump to that very same height and drop back down. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> you have wings to fly. The lead has been removed. Limitations are no longer there. You have reason to fly because the responsibility of preaching the gospel today is ours, you and I. We are the ones God has appointed in this generation, in Sitcop, in Eltham, in Welling, all across South East London and beyond. We are his messengers to this generation. See, God is adding more people to the church. He has gifted his people time to use these gifts for the growth of the church and the kingdom of God. Time to fly and glide. Spread your wings out like an eagle and let the wind, the Holy Spirit, flow through you and sustain you as you soar like an eagle. 
early in the meeting, um, Melinda started us by saying that we've seen the end of the story. We've seen the glorious end of the story. Brothers and sisters, get involved. Jump on the bandwagon. Don't hold back. Use your gifts through faith. Going back to Romans 12, 4. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ. So we have different gifts, but we belong to one body. The whole body is involved. So if this body, us here, if we're to run for the gospel, it will take every member participating and functioning in his or her area of special giftedness, energized by the Holy Spirit. Many members, it's talking about us, you and I. So don't look elsewhere, it's you and I. He's talking to us. Because we exist to make disciples, family members, and missionaries of all nations to the glory of God. See, that we is communal, it's collective. It's not down to one or two people or just some folks leading from the front. It's for all of us. We are a community of believers where everyone is involved, playing their part, one body, many members. Everyone among you, Paul says, if you are among us, you are involved. Verse three says that for the grace given to me, I say to you, <laughs> to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Now, wait a minute. Why in the world would any one of us think ourselves more highly than we ought? Because we are gifted people. <laughs> and it's easy for us to think too highly, therefore, of our special gifts. See, Paul is trying to put a safety valve. Otherwise, it might get into our heads. Is there a danger that once we know and grasp that God has really gifted us, that it may get to our heads? Now, I know you don't like pride. Neither do I. But then he didn't say not to think highly of yourself. He said not more highly. So it's equally a danger if you don't think highly of yourself. You have these gifts. It's neither humility nor very helpful to act like you don't have the gifts. So Paul says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought but with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given to you. We want to use our giftedness in faith. So the key to our usefulness will be the measure of faith with which you use the gifts that God has given you. Again, we understand English is given you. You have it. So the real need of new community church. It's not more gifts. It's using the gifts in faith in our community groups and on Sunday here. 
See, because we have these gifts. See, we exercise them, we use them to the point where it breaks into our wider community, which is the ultimate goal. See, our community groups, and on Sunday here, it's almost like a practice ground where we use these gifts so that we can get into the real deal on Monday to Sunday proclaiming the gospel where we live. See, you and I, we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not. Because we know it is the power of God that brings salvation. It's in the gospel. That anyone that hears this gospel it has the potential to save them. We know that. That in the gospel, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. It says as it's written, the just shall live by faith. You and I, we live by faith. The measure of faith needed to use this gift has been given already. It's now for us to use these gifts to the fullest extent for the advance of Christ's kingdom. Uh, just to add quickly, know that your gift can, your faith can grow. When you exercise faith, that faith will grow and yours and mine's uh, usefulness to Christ will increase the more we use these gifts in faith. As living sacrifices. Our minds are being renewed by the word of God, not the world. We conform to the word so that we can inform the world. We live in two kingdoms. <laughs> There's the United Kingdom and the Kingdom of God, both real and active at the same time. We are citizens of both kingdoms simultaneously. See, in the United Kingdom, in the world, uh, they say seeing is believing. Like, I have to see it, I have to touch it, I have to smell it, taste it, to believe it. But in the kingdom of God, if you believe, then you will see if you believe you have these gifts, you will see them work out in your life. In the United Kingdom, in the world, I said the more you keep, the more you get. In the kingdom of God, the more you give, the more you get. The more you act, practice, exercise, use these gifts, these gifts just grow, and you are heaping treasures for yourself. These gifts, by the way, are to be used in the United Kingdom, in the world. See, from a walking distance in your neighborhood, in the office, where you live, we use these gifts where we live, eat, and play. I would like to go on and on, but uh, I think we're out of time. <laughs> but you've had it. Now, act on it. Fan into flame your gifts. Don't know, Adrian, if you can help, just help us play one more song. You have them, you have these gifts. It's in you. These gifts are in you. Glory to God. Use them.
And if you're anchoring meeting in a new community, get ready. You will get busier and busier and busier because everyone in our meeting, everyone has a gift. Everyone has something to say on a Sunday in our community groups. 